Thanks, guys. You can be seated. Um, before I get going this morning, just a couple of things. I just want to do a special shout out for a couple of people this morning. The first ones that I want to do a shout out to are John and Vicki Yinger, who yesterday celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary. And that is a, such a huge feat. And we're so thankful, our deacons, some of our deacons, and to watch you guys love each other and love the people in this church. I always love seeing Mike and Carrie post about the things that Vicki's done for their kids. And um, you guys truly do show the love of Jesus in a tangible way, so thank you for doing that. Um, the next ones I wanna give a shout out to are Bob and Jen Sturgulek. And I think, I, there they are. This place looked so amazing on Thursday night. If you guys were here, Man, it was a fun night. It was, I could hear it all. And it just, man, I don't even know how much money they raised. I don't want to steal their thunder. And I don't even know if they know or not. But um, you guys love with the love of parents, a mom and dad. It's not just a job you do or a pastor's heart, but it's a mom and dad's heart. And it's beautiful. And so today, I just want to honor both of you and say thanks for a great job Thursday night, and I just look forward to what God's going to do with those finances and everything. So we love you guys. Um, also, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the room. I know my husband already took some time, but I wanted to say it as well. We do have a gift for all of you ladies today. Mom, not mom, as you exit the door, some women's ministry ladies will be back there to hand you a gift. It is a devotional book that the women's ministry leadership team has written for you. So grab one on your way out. We are limited in number, so we ask that you just take one. If you want one for a future date, you can give them your email address as well, and we can get you one in the future. So Having said all that, I would love the opportunity to pray over all of you real quick and just ask God to do what only he can do in this service. Amen? So God, I just thank you right now for every person sitting in this room, Father. God, you know what's in my heart. So Father, I pray that you would help it go from my heart to out my mouth, Father God, that it would portray your heart in a beautiful way. And God, I just thank you I thank you that you give us the love that we can just share with others, God. Father, today my heart is just with those who have lost a loved one this year, whether it be their husband, their own mother, their child, God. I pray that you would just comfort them, that you would give them peace. God, that you would just be everything that they need for you today. God, that they would know you in a tangible way, that they would know that they are not forgotten, that you are close to the brokenhearted, Father, and that you just have all of them. You're not walking alongside them, but you're carrying them today, so I thank you for that. Bless them today, God. Bless the teaching of your word. May it just bring just what you want to happen, God, and I just give it all to you, and we just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Real quick before I get started, I just want to share quickly because we could have some wardrobe malfunctioning happening up here today. Um, I was told that this week that I dress like a boy mom, and I'm like, what exactly does that mean? And they said, I walk in your closet, it's full of tennis shoes, jeans, and baseball shirts. I said, what's wrong with that? 
She's like, and you wonder why your sister dresses you? And I'm like, okay. So I did my best today to dress up like a girl. And those of you that dress up like a girl every day, how you do it, I don't know. I have got more layers on right now than I care to count. And for some reason, I have been to the bathroom no less than six times this morning, every time having to pull a different layer off. And for those of you that know me, I usually get hot when I start speaking. So someone told me today, just don't start taking your clothes off because we don't know where they end. So, and with me, I would have lost count too. So anyway, um, and I'm not used to heels. So if I fall down, just laugh at me and we'll get right back up and keep going, okay? So I'm glad you guys love me. So anyway, now to the word with that visual in mind, sorry. Um, so my heart has been in Jonah lately. And um, when I started reading Jonah, I was like, whoa, this isn't the Bible story that I was taught in children's church. Have you guys ever read the book of Jonah? Like I'm talking all the way through the book of Jonah and it's only four chapters, but every time I read it, God gives me another nugget out of it. But I'm gonna give you the condensed version of it right now to get us going. First of all, God tells Jonah to do something. Jonah doesn't wanna do what God tells him to do, so Jonah runs from God. Jonah decides, okay, I'm going to do what God tells me to do, so he repents. He then goes and does what God told him to do. But he doesn't get the results that he wanted. He gets the results that was in God's heart to happen. So he gets angry with God. And that's kind of how the story ends. God says, well, Jonah, is it right for you to be angry? It's kind of where it ends. And I'm, well, wait, where's the more? I told my friend, I'm like, I'm going through the whole next, you know, books of the Bible saying, what happened to Jonah? And she's like, we never know. And I'm like, oh, that's really funny. Well, I started looking at it in my own life. And I'm like, God, there's not areas in my life that I'm being disobedient, is there? And it's funny how he starts showing you the areas in your life where you're being disobedient and the areas that you're running from. He also showed me um, that I only have a small smidgen of things that God's told me to do. And then I started looking around at the room at the women that God's given me to surround myself with. God's asked them to do some pretty, pretty incredible things. He's asked some of them to go through seasons of infertility. He's asked some of them to adopt a terminally ill child. Some of them to find quiet time when they've got little kids all over the place. Some of them have been waiting for Mr. Right for a long time. And I'm like, I'm not qualified to speak into all of this. So I asked um, all of those ladies to write a blog. So if that's you ladies and you have, you're facing one of those, I encourage you guys, you can go to my Facebook, find the blog, read how these ladies went through the things that God told them to do, how they ran from God, how they finally got to the point where, okay, God, I'm gonna choose to be obedient. I'm gonna choose to walk this out. Um, Sarah, can I share your story? Sarah Carlton, she's one that, um, she was faced with infertility and she didn't want that. She wanted a child and she prayed and she asked God and there was no answer. So she kind of did a little bit of running 
You guys ever been in that place before where God tells you to do something and the easiest thing is to do is to run? And you know what else I think is really funny? When I went back to this, I actually um, text my ladies this week and I'm like, you guys, why does it say that after he paid his fare, Jonah got on the boat? I'm like, it's basically saying he paid to run away from God, right? Has anybody ever seen that in there? I'm like, why is that even important? And I'm like, who would pay to run away from God? And then God started showing me areas in my life that I pay to run away from God. When he calls me to do something, I'm just gonna tell you, my go-to is eat. (laughs) You can relate, right, JD? All right. (laughs) But you know, I want you to share your faith with someone. I want you to, okay, but I'll do that right after I eat. Because I'm comforting myself, because I'm thinking what God's asking me to do is bigger than me. When he asked me to talk to someone and share my faith, okay, God, but, you know, I choose to run from God. And I watched Brett and Sarah as they didn't really know how to process it. They just kind of backed away from God. They kind of, you know, and then seven years later, seven years later, you guys, that's a long time for a season to happen, right? I have no idea how long Jonah was in that big fish, but I don't know that it was seven years. And she was, um, they went through some dark times. I I hope I'm not telling too much. You actually read your blog or wrote a blog about it. Um, And it was when she finally said, okay, God, I choose to surrender, not my will, but yours. And she actually wrote a blog about it, just talking about how I've decided to let God be God. I've decided to trust him. I've decided to let him have his way. She wrote that blog, she sent it. How much longer did you find out? Two months later, she found out that she was pregnant when she wrote that blog. And I can tell you guys, that had a happy ending. But sometimes just because we're obedient to God doesn't mean we're gonna have a happy ending in our life, amen? My other one is Tammy Cromer. The Cromer family, they were asked by God to adopt a terminally ill child. Many of you have heard the story of Clara. She had no brain activity, and God called him. And I remember I was at the Cromer's house whenever um, they were getting the call. They were getting the, hey, we have a terminally ill child for you. And I got to watch as Dave and Tammy ran from God, saying, but we're not equipped. We can't do this, God, what are you doing? and they ran. And then it was just a little while longer that they said, okay, God, we'll do your will. We will choose to trust you. And they brought little Clara home. And Clara was theirs for six months. I'm looking at Karen, was it about six months? Tammy's blog is also on there. For six months, they loved this little child. And I remember when they brought her home, I went over to Tammy's house and I'm like, God's gonna heal this baby and God's gonna, you know, and I started saying stuff and she goes, but what if it's not God's will to do that? And I'm like, what do you mean? Isn't it God's will to heal everybody? And she said, what if it's not? And I started thinking, huh, I don't know what if not. And I watched them as their little Clara passed away six months later. And I watched them go through the anger process. I watched us all go through the anger process. And God told me, he said, What if obedience doesn't mean always a happy ending, but what if obedience means I'm more concerned about a church in their heart 
than I am concerned about their happiness. Obedience is not about our happiness. Obedience is about us trusting God and letting him do what God wants to do. Obedience in this story was God used a little child with no brain activity to teach this church how to love unconditionally. When she passed away, this was the biggest, this room was filled with balloons and a celebration of life like none of us could have ever experienced, you know, ever imagined. It was so beautiful. And God taught me then that obedience is about letting him write his story in our history, in our paths of life. Obedience, so many of us think, of, well, when I obey, it's going to be a good thing, right? What? Did somebody say something? I thought somebody. Obedience isn't always a great thing. Obedience is saying, I trust you, Father, and that's what I'm going to do. And that's what the Cromers did. So what does this all mean to all of us sitting in this room? God's going to ask us in this room to do things that is hard for each and every one of us in this room, right? I can tell you, some of you have written me things saying, God told me to do something and I've been running. You didn't even know you were going to be a part of the message today. And I'm not going to call you out. But many of us in this room have been running. And I say it all the time. This church is full of pioneers. We're full of people that are going and doing things for the first time because God's called us to do it. Some things are never going to get done in this room ever because some of us are running from God and the things that he has for us. Because we have got ourselves so worked up into well, what if I do it and no one does, right? That's, what if I write that book that I'm supposed to write and nobody reads it? My case, what if I write that blog and nobody reads it? What if I start sharing what God's doing in my heart? What if I start that business he's called me to start and nobody does it? And it keeps us from wanting to step out and take that first step of faith, right? You guys ever been there where God's calling you to do something? Y'all are just looking at me this morning. Don't make me start taking the clothes off. Because <laughs> when y'all just stare at me, it makes me nervous and it makes me hot. So, <laughs> look, he's like, please don't. So, <laughs> but God's called us all to something great in this room. And it can be something as small as having your child sit on your lap and brush their hair when you've never had that I'm sorry, Seth, I don't see you over there, so. <laughs> There's small things that he asks us to do. There's big things that he asks us to do. And we all get to choose if we're going to do it or not, right? Yeah. One of the things that we've been discussing around here a lot lately is forgiveness and God calling us to forgive people. Many of us in this room are saying, I don't want to forgive because I know when I choose to forgive that person, God's going to let him off the hook. Just like Jonah. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh because he said that. God, when I give them the message you've told me to give them, I know you. You're a loving and kind and passionate God, and you're going to let them off the hook. We choose not to obey because we don't want what we think the final outcome is going to be. None of us know what the final outcome is going to be when we choose obedience, right? So we have to get past that. Some of us right now, we're choosing to get on that boat and go as far away. We're choosing to buy stuff to run away from God. We're choosing addictions. We're choosing different pathways. We're choosing 
um, the easy way out instead of running where God wants us. And can I tell you guys all something? I'm so thankful in this room that God protects us from our own crazy. Can you look at your neighbor and say, I'm thankful God protects me from my own crazy? You guys may not think so, but look, we're all still living in this room, right? If he didn't protect us in our own crazy, we wouldn't be in here, right? It doesn't matter. He sends a big fish. He sent a big fish. Who knows what else he could use to protect us from our own crazy. My disobedience to forgive my brother, man, he sent me all kinds of things to keep me. So we're back to forgiveness. And what does that look like for you? Forgiveness looks like making a choice to say, God, regardless of what you do to the other person, I'm choosing to walk forgiveness out. I'm choosing to do what you have told me to do. So I'm choosing to repent today of the idea that it, I get to be concerned with what the other person does. In my case, it's not up to me what God chooses to do to my brother, right? It's not up to you what God chooses to do with the other person. It's not up to you what God chooses to do with the book that you write. It's not up to you what God chooses to do with the child that you adopt. It's not up to you what God does with bringing you Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. What's up to you is you making the choice to obey or disobey. You guys get to have the choice on it. And some of you in this room this morning, you can say, what does it matter if I choose to obey or disobey? Who's it really affecting besides me? Well, let's go back to Jonah because I wanna tell you guys, it affects people, it affects generations. When Jonah was choosing to disobey, when he chose to get on that boat, only thinking of himself, because he got on that boat, he paid his money, got on the boat, he went down and was sound asleep on the boat when the storm's going. People upstairs are freaking out. They're throwing their cargo overboard, which their cargo was probably their livelihood. They were headed from here to there to drop it off, to take it. Go ahead and tell me that his disobedience didn't cause people. It caused people. It caused those people on that boat. It caused them all kinds of things. He got to make that choice. But when he chose to walk out the life of obedience, what happened? He saved a whole town. He saved Nineveh. And then he chose to get angry again. And God said, that's up to you, what you choose to do. And I'm here today to tell you guys right now, you mamas, you have got power in the choices that you make. When you choose to obey, you choose not to obey. You are changing destinies. You're either stopping generational things or you're letting them continue. You're either choosing peace and happiness and joy. Notice I didn't say happy. Did I say happiness? I did say happiness. Didn't mean to say happiness. Sorry. You're either chasing the things of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, or you're choosing happiness. God never promised us happiness. God promised us that when we choose to obey, that we can trust him, that he goes with us, that he will never leave us or forsake us. He's the one that's gonna get us through. He's the one that's holding our hand. And today you get to make the choice, men, women, 
Because it's not just women in this room that God's asking to do incredible things. It's not just women that he's asking to write books. It's not just women that he's asking to start businesses. It's not just women he's asking to start ministries. Let me tell you, Bob and Jen, when you started Center of Hope, Bob, did God ask you to stop your job that was bringing in income to start a new job, not knowing what was going to happen? His obedience, it wasn't easy at first, but God used it. Guys, we get to choose. We get to choose whether we walk in obedience or not. We can no longer point our fingers around and say, it's their fault, it's his fault, it's only our fault, right? God gives us the right to choose, and we get to choose whether or not we walk in obedience or whether we choose to walk in disobedience. So this morning, my prayer for all of you in this room Wow, it is way early. I told him I was gonna finish early. If you know anything about me, I am a straight talker. I say it, I tell my staff all the time, I don't got time to be nice. Give it to me straight and give it to me whatever you gotta say to me. And I'm saying that to you guys today. Ladies, you get the choice to make the words that you speak over your children, what you choose to believe about your spouse, what you choose to believe about your in-laws, what you choose to believe about friendships. Men, you have that same thing. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us, amen? We get to be like Jesus because he So this morning, whatever you guys may be facing, whatever decision, whatever you're wanting to maybe run from, Don't run from it, turn it and face to it and let God do what God wants to do in your life, amen? So I am going to pray over you guys today and my husband's going to come up now and wrap it up but he's gonna make it a good message. I told him that's the way we work because God loves you guys so, so much. I've asked God to speak a thousand words this morning in this room that I can't speak. I can only share what God's been doing in my own life, in my own heart. God's been asking me to step out and take some bold steps lately. And I haven't wanted to, frankly, I've been running from God. Um, A year ago, he asked me to start a business. I didn't wanna do that, I don't know anything about that. He asked me to step down from women's ministry leadership, leading it. I didn't wanna do that. I'm comfortable, you know? He asked me to um, lead the staff. I didn't want to do that. What does a woman know about leading a bunch of men? I mean, you name it, the things God's been asking me to do. And I've just been saying, (laughs) thanks, but no thanks, God. I got to go eat something. Or I got to go shopping. Or I got to. And God has been so faithful that he's protected me in my crazy disobedience. He sent people that call things out. He sent his word. He has sent podcasts. He has sent messages. He has sent all kinds of things to keep me protected in my crazy. Until a month ago, when I finally said, okay, God, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of living in the belly of the fish, if you will. I'm tired of all the junk that's in here. And I repented. And I said, okay. So I've not only started one businesses, I've started two businesses. 
I've not only let go of women's ministry leadership team, but I released it to a woman that's gonna take it so much farther than I could have ever thought or imagined it going. I lead a strong team of world-changing men who challenge me, who are just doing phenomenal things. But you know what? I've decided 2019 is the year that I'm gonna do it. And I don't care about what man may say. I don't care if people read my blog. I don't care if people read my book. I don't care what happens to my business. All I care about is walking in obedience to what the Father has called me to do and trusting Him, knowing that He's walking right alongside me. He's got my future. He's got every plan that I could ever make. He is my choice this year. I choose to walk in obedience because I am stopping generational curses in my family of fear, of doubt, of anxiety. And my family will be the family now that we walk in boldness and we walk in courage as we follow Father and let Him lead us in all things. Amen? So I'm gonna pray over you guys right now and ask God to do the same thing in your life because 2019 is the year we do it, church. 2019 is the year that we let God do what God wants to do and we quit worrying about the world around us. So God, we just thank you this morning that you are such a good father. Father, I just pray right now for every woman in this room, every man in this room, every child in this room, God, that we would be open to you showing us the ways that we may be running from you, the ways that we may be um, being disobedient right now, Father. So God, I just pray that you would show us those, that we would repent of those, and today that we would choose to trust you first and foremost in everything that we say, everything that we do. God, we just give it all to you. The hard stuff, the good stuff, the easy stuff. Father, we give it all to you. And we just ask all these things in Jesus' name.